0: Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. I hope no one's in a funk this morning on this beautiful Monday. Standing by, I have two very exciting guests, and they're going to talk about this inspirational talk show called Fantastic Humans, which is launching with a fundraiser for the Rhythmic Arts Project. Standing by is Andrea Westmeyer and Eddie Tuduri to talk about it. Good morning, Good Good morning, morning. Janine. Thank you so much for taking the time to call in, and congratulations. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it. So how did the two of you connect? Let's start with that. Maybe Andrea could start.
1: Well, it's interesting because I I learned about Eddie last summer. Because I live in Des Moines, Iowa. Eddie lives in Santa Barbara, California. I think we lost Eddie. And a friend of mine introduced me. To a woman who had just moved to Iowa, okay. and who had previously lived in Santa Barbara, and I was telling her about my show concept, and she immediately brought up Eddie's name. Nice. Um, and she was very lovely and coordinated a phone call, and after one conversation, Eddie said, I'm in.
0: I'm in. So w- <laughs> we went from there. Amazing. And uh, we lost Eddie, so he'll, oh, I think he's going to call in. Hopefully he'll call in in just a moment. Tell us a little about this this show, Fantastic Humans, because I watched the trailer, which is outstanding. And I for the listeners, I put everything on the show blog, which is org. And I mentioned to you, you know, we're at a time I feel like we need this. We need shows like this. Tell me about how it mm-hmm. came about. Well, in 2019, my only
1: sibling passed away, which really mm-hmm. initiated uh, in me to take inventory of my own life. Yeah, I was enjoying a lot of professional success, but I didn't feel
0: personally fulfilled by Due to some technical difficulty, we're going to have Eddie call in at 930 and we'll continue the conversation with Andrea. Let's start over. So tell me about how this project came about.
1: In terms of my development of Fantastic Humans, it really was, I, I was running, had started a, a marketing analytics firm 11 years ago, so very, you know, in the brain kind of work, and I think that was really why I was starting to feel like I didn't have a I wasn't really working from my heart very much, and yeah. you'd met me at 18, I was a musician, and you would have thought I was going to be a music major in college, And but I decided I wanted to make money, right? Sure. So... Anyway, fast forward, and I'm now I'm in the depths of a company that's doing very well in the marketing analytics space, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled by that work. And uh, my brother had passed away in 2019, and that really was the impetus for me to take inventory. And uh, I decided, you know what, I needed to get creativity back in my life. So, And work-life balance was non-existent. I think that happens with most business owners oh, yeah. and CEOs. And uh, so at that point, I started working with uh, a really lovely spiritual coach, read a lot of books, and just really dug into what it was I wanted to do, because I felt like I had a whole other career I could, I could tackle if I wanted to, and I'm entrepreneurial, so that led me to developing the concept of Fantastic Humans, Amazing. and I decided to start a multimedia production company, and, and we're in the process of producing it.
0: That's beautiful. Because it's, uh, it's very interesting uh, what happens through grief. I started this show, Andrea, because I lost a friend of mine at the end of 2010. And I was in this massive funk. And, you know, people laugh at the name, but I was in a massive funk. I needed to figure out how am I going to get out of it. And long story short, I took a year off, came back, decided to do this, um, this show specifically, Get the Funk Out. And it was a way for me to talk about what I was going through, but also cathartic for other people to share their stories.
1: Exactly. Well, and that's
0: very similar for me, Janine, because I had financial resources
1: and I knew people and yet I was really struggling with where do I go? How do I start this inward journey? Mm -hmm. And I mean, at that time, I didn't know about Sounds True and Michael Singer and all these resources out there. And so I thought, wow, I could produce a show that could reach. And, you know, the next question was, how do I reach a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And this just seemed like um, a path forward. And I'm like, heck, I've started companies. I know how to do this. Maybe yes. this is a total right hand turn for me, but I can do it, especially if I'm inspired by the work.
0: Right. Well, I always find that uh, usually when we create something that is not purpose driven, that is not grounded in meaning and more in the materialism and money and all that, I mean, that's important too at times. But when it's not grounded in things that are really meaningful and purpose driven. um, It misses its mark. You know, you want something that's going to get you out of bed in the morning, it's going to touch lives. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I totally agree with you. And that is very much our objective, because I think a lot of people, you know, like you said, they're they're stuck, you know, and they're in this funk, and especially now the world is especially our country but the whole world has become very divisive in the way it approaches everything. Mm-hmm. So we need to find a way to knock down the walls and build the bridges and build connection. Yes. And so and the and the other thing is all of the stuff that you see on TV and streaming mm-hmm. it you know we feature celebrities and there's a lot of really amazing celebrities that I think are living in their soul's purpose and living in their heart. Yes. But there's so many ordinary people like you know, I'll call myself that, who don't have celebrity but are doing really extraordinary things. And that's what we want to highlight.
0: Yes. Well, I will say this because I saw a story last week about an influencer who said he was going to give away a PlayStation. I don't know if you saw this. And he wanted his fans, I think it was 15 million, to go to Union Square in Manhattan to get their PlayStation. And what happened was it was... Mayhem and civil mm. disobedience and all for this, you know, you're not using your power for good No Um, So, you know when there are influencers I have noticed Andrea that some of them are crumbling You know the pressure of being an influencer and everything else they have to in their lives But w- what I love about your show, like I said, it's um, it's very meaningful very grounding and these stories need to be heard
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes all of the, the guests are very open-hearted, they're authentic, and they're willing to share, right? Because okay. sharing, even the vlog I've created on the website, the first couple of episodes, I said, well, put it on the website, but I don't want to push it in social media because it's very vulnerable and people might think I'm weird. Uh, and then I started <laughs> really? getting some feedback and I'm okay. like, okay, put it out there because it's just, you know, CEOs don't walk around talking about, you know, I had a conversation today that really triggered me, and I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's just not commonplace.
0: No, no. Um, A couple things. So prior to 2020, we were in a mental health crisis, and then COVID exacerbated it, and now we're in a mental health pandemic. And I'm sure you know this. I mean, with all the research and all the data, so, so you're going to find, I I bet you're going to have an audience, um, which, you know, like I said, it's so meaningful. I want to mention a couple of details. So I'm speaking with creator and host Andrea Westmeyer. And you are going to premiere this immersive talk show on Saturday, August 26, 5.30 p.m. at the Harmony Gold Theater in Hollywood. And you have a fundraiser with, uh, excuse me, for the Rhythmics Arts Project called TRAP, which is incredible. I looked at the website. It's a charity founded uh, by Eddie, who's a musician, Eddie Tudury. He's a prolific drummer. He's worked with many of the world's greatest entertainers. He's going to call in at 930 since we had phone patch issues. Um, But So tell me a little bit more about this event coming up on the 26th, what people can expect.
1: Oh, it's going to be wonderful because Eddie's program, the Rhythmic Arts Project, is designed,
0: it's a peer-reviewed, um,
1: very pedagogically sound curriculum that he has developed. And he would even tell you, you know, you, when you talk to people who have been really had had what they often refer to as a spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. it, they'll talk about how things are downloaded to them, right? And that it's coming from somewhere other than themselves. Oh, yes. And that's how Eddie developed the TRAP program. And his own personal story is extraordinary. He's had a couple of major transformations in his life. And so it's for individuals, children, and adults with intellectual differences. And um, initially, he started it with people who had just were going through rehab, and it still can very much be used that way. But Eddie really found where he landed in his heart was serving people with intellectual differences. And so we'll, um, you'll see those stories told during the episode. You'll hear about Eddie's own transformation. I mean, he started out as a professional drummer. And that life is pretty... Uh, it's very challenging. Um, You know, he'll talk about the influence of drugs and alcohol and how it impacted him. And then ultimately, though, this is a man who ended up being UNICEF uh, person of the year at one point and and went on to develop this program. And it's now in 20 countries. So you're going to hear us unfold that story. Um, we do it in an immersive, I say it's immersive because we use a lot of video. We talk to people who've been impacted by his program. We call it the ripple effect. And we have full quotes because not everyone's a visual or auditorial learner. So we're really trying to lean into all of those elements. And then following the show itself, or the episode rather, we'll then have a Q&A. Anyone can ask questions of Eddie or myself and our producer, Sean Michael Byer, and that'll be followed probably by the, almost the best part of the evening where we'll have uh, uh, some of the individuals who are alumnus of his Trap program get on stage with him along with some professional musicians and have a little jam session for us. I think that'll be really amazing to watch yeah. and hear.
0: It's, it's quite the program. I mean, I feel like this is something so unique and so important, especially for parents. I, yes,
1: I agree. Well, and I mentioned that, you know when my brother passed, He had Down syndrome,
0: so this Mm. is a special place in my heart. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's so special, so incredible. I don't want to give away Eddie's story. We'll save that for 930. Uh, But is there anything else you want to share with us?
1: Well, I just appreciate, Janine, the opportunity to visit with you, and I've read about you, and I know that uh, this is a – I knew this would be a topic that would be – inspiring to you and and uh that you would believe in as well so thanks for creating the time for me to talk to you today
0: absolutely By before we end our conversation i i know there's a couple of links for people to check out there's fantastichumans.com to learn more about that and uh eddie taduri with his rhythmic arts project you can find that at pearl com slash artist slash eddie hyphen taduri and there's also a link uh, to everything on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I want to thank you so much. Any other links you want to throw out there for listeners? No,
1: that's perfect. You know, our next step is to um, identify the appropriate streaming partners. So this is one of the ways we're getting the word out, and that's, you know, you just have to get demonstrate that there's people interested in this content. So we have four episodes produced I have four more guests lined up that are absolutely amazing and ready to go from different parts of the country, and uh, we're working on getting it on a streaming channel soon, and if people uh, choose to submit their email address to our website, then we'll keep them posted as soon as this is available.
0: So let me ask you one more question before we wrap up. How has this changed your life?
1: Oh, it's, uh, I'll get emotional. It's every day I get up, and I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I lose track of time. I feel like I'm making a difference. And honestly, Janine, for the first time in my life, I'm not doing it for money. I'm
0: doing it because I want to make a difference. That's wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. Let me throw out the information one more time. Uh, This event is coming up Saturday, August 26, 5.30 p.m., Harmony Gold Theater in Hollywood. And it's a sponsored fundraiser for the Rhythmics, Arts Project Trap, a charity founded by um, Eddie Tuduri, will be joining us at 9.30. All the information is on the show blog. Andrea, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Take care. All right. If you missed any part of my conversation with Andrea and want to find out more, you just visit the show blog. Uh, I'll have this conversation up within an hour. We had some technical difficulties at the beginning of the hour. If you're on at the beginning of the hour, Eddie's going to call back in at 930, which will be great. And so we'll take a little break. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. All right, we are back for the second half of Get the Funk Out. If you've never listened to my show, you're just tuning in. You can visit the show blog and learn more. That show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. So standing by to join me for the second half of the show is Eddie Tuduri. He's going to talk about the project he's involved with, with Andrea Westmeyer, who I was chatting with at 9 o'clock. And he is joining us right now. Good morning, Eddie. Hello? Now you're going to be solo, which which is fine. It worked out. I'm glad you could call back in.
2: Of course, yeah. I'll, you know, I don't know what happened.
0: That's okay. Could have been my end. Mm. It doesn't matter. But you're here, and that's great. I want we're here to, now. We're here now. So I, I want to, because uh, Andrea filled us in on this great event coming up Saturday, August 26th mm-hmm. at the Harmony mm-hmm. Theater. You are this prolific drummer. So tell me about you know your life as a drummer how you became a drummer and then what happened
2: gosh uh i started playing very early on at um, like nine years old my first gig at 12 whoa i remember <laughs> yeah i played at a wedding my dad had to drive me there help me set up <laughs> it was really fun it was awful music but it was fun and uh you know, I was just immersed in it from uh, from a very early age. Uh, I felt fortunate that I I absolutely knew what I wanted to pursue. You know, at nine, ten, eleven years old, I knew really? that's what I wanted to be, and and I followed that path and never strayed uh, all these years.
0: Eddie, was there a uh, drummer? Excuse me, was there a drummer you saw perform that that influenced you? Well, me? you
2: know what. I, I mean, Gene Krupa, okay, um, and that's going back a hundred years. You know, <laughs> but he was—he and some of the old jazz guys were were really uh, influential in my early, early on learning. Uh, um, and then I heard James Brown, and that was the end of that. You know, it was wow. turned into a. If uh, uh, the, that was prolific at anything, it was the R and B. Fatback music,
0: and then you went on to play with the Beach Boys, Dolby Gray, mm-hmm. Del Shannon, Rick Nelson, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And yeah, it just whew.
2: it was a long career, and, and one thing led to another, and another and another. I was very lucky. <laughs> it's hard for people, I uh, you know. In my new book, which we can talk about another time, it talks about the life of a sideman. There are so many of us that go out in the world mm-hmm. and work. And, uh, and there were a bunch of us sitting around once, uh, a bunch of musicians talking about being on the road. We called ourselves road dogs. And uh, we said, you know what? It's really something. You're out on the road. You're traveling in limousines, flying on jets. There's mm-hmm. twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 people screaming every night. And then you go home. Uh, back to the valley and uh, and there you are having to empty the garbage you forgot to empty before you exactly. left. <laughs> and uh, Vinnie Cagliuda, who's probably the most prolific drummer, you uh, know, in our age, uh, he hit the nail on the head. He said, you know what, it's like going from God to Cod <laughs> overnight.
0: <laughs> God to Cod.
2: So,
3: yeah.
2: Uh, it, it, L.A. was very competitive, but if if you... First, you had, of course, you had to study and play well, and mm-hmm. and be affable and get all. You know, there's there's all of that. Same in all businesses, I would imagine. Sure. But, you know, you had to show up, suit up, and show up, and uh, and hang out. And mm-hmm. That's kind of what we all did. Uh, and you run into people, you know, every day, uh, in a club or at a studio or uh, elsewhere. And that's you know, it's it's a, it's a Constant daily uh, reiteration of, of that yeah. st- that way of life,
0: and you have to you be know. patient. I mean, you you must have run into quite a few people. I see you ran into Steve Perry. <laughs> uh,
2: Steve and I went back to prior to journey. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a band. Uh, there was a bass player, uh, Tim Bogart. He was in the Vanilla Fudge, Beck Bogart, and Apathy, and uh, Cactus. Many. Many groups. Vanilla Fudge were really famous back in their day. (laughs) A New York uh, kind of a show group. And uh, he found Steve Perry in Visalia, California, of all places, and uh, uh, put this band together. It was kind of a power trio. And they auditioned so many, so like 37 drummers, they couldn't find anybody who fit it sometimes it isn't a matter of being better than or yes. more skilled it's it's a matter of whether your deal fits with that kind of music and with those people, sure, which was the case with uh, Tim Denver cross was a wonderful guitar player Steve Perry was this young kid we were all young and uh, yeah. he's this young amazing singer that I don't think Steve had done very much at the time. We called the band Pieces, Pieces, and Pieces. Okay. Yeah, and we recorded and and tried to sell that band. I mean, we had we invited Clive Davis to Sound City. Wow. To listen to the song "Love and Touch and Squeeze.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and we we had recorded that first years before Journey. It's one of Steve's songs. And he sat on the couch and listened to that song on the big speakers in the best studio in LA. And he just shook his head. He said, I just
0: don't hear anything. sorry,
2: boys.
0: (laughs) Come on. And
2: he left. It was Steve Perry. I mean, and, you know, I wish I had a copy of that. I don't. I have other stuff.
3: Sure. Mm. uh,
2: Yeah, I ran into Steve years later. And uh, he was already um, not. Out of the business, but for for all intent and purposes, he had stopped singing with Journey and touring with Journey. So right. I know he's attempted a couple of other
0: mm-hmm.
2: sort of comebacks, but I haven't heard much from him.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you went on, you played with so many musicians, and mm-hmm. in 1997, you had a horrible surfing accident. What happened?
2: You know, I was uh, I lived in in Carpinteria. I'm in Santa Barbara now, but
0: I lived in
2: Carpinteria, <clears throat> uh, a little beach town, just a few miles south of here. And I lived across the street from the beach, and I was I went swimming every single day and body surfing. It's pretty physical in those days, and uh, I I just jumped in a wave like any other day, and it wasn't a giant wave. It just it was during the El Nino. Time and the waves were uh, unusually strong and erratic. And I jumped in this wave, and it just bam uh-huh. smashed me to the bottom. And I heard a big crack, and then nothing. Ugh.
0: Were you yeah. alone when this happened? I was
2: alone, three feet underwater, and totally paralyzed. Nobody there.
0: So who rescued you? Well,
2: I I had a near death experience, which words uh, seemed to pale the experience. It's hard to explain how ethereal and
3: uh. it, it, it
2: was, but I felt my body detached and my spirit going in one direction and my body in the other. And a series of, of quite amazing things happened, and I was I, I thought in order to continue on this journey, I need to open my mouth and drown so I could discard my body. And I thought, well, wait a minute. That, wow. <laughs> maybe drowning isn't such a good idea. But then I laughed because it, 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 where I was going was so much better than where I had been. Sure. So I opened my mouth wide to let the water in, and I was lifted from the bottom. I <gasps> well, was 20 yards out. Nobody there. And placed gently at the shore.
3: Oh my God!
2: Where Eddie. the, the uh, lifeguard with the most seniority on the central coast happened to be there, he put some surfboards up and kept people away. Then the paramedic with the most seniority showed up to handle me from the ocean to the ambulance to the mm-hmm. hospital. The hospital of the number one surgeon, neurosurgeon, happened to be there on a Saturday. Rolled me right into him. He said, "I'll take this guy." And Six hours later, I woke up in the ICU, totally paralyzed from the neck down. Uh-huh. Nothing. So, but
0: uh, so, what happened? What was the road back?
2: Well, I was in uh, in the ICU for a week, or maybe maybe ten days, and they shipped me to the rehab here in Santa Barbara, a wonderful haven for folks like us, people with this sort of traumatic injury and. Uh, still totally paralyzed, just ahead, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the prognosis wasn't very good. They thought I would never walk or have any normal bodily functions again. But as a result of this experience, I knew that I would be okay and begged to differ with their prognosis. And they sent psychiatrists in to talk to me. They said, you're really going to need to deal with this Mm -hmm. because, you know, you're going to be in a wheelchair and you're going to have
3: to
2: learn how to live in this new body, this new life. And I kept telling them, you know, I'm going to be fine. Uh, None of you uh, understand that. And I I understand why, but don't worry about me. I'll be fine.
0: You just knew it.
2: I, I knew it as a result of what happened i think in the water that day and mm-hmm. the, the, the near death experience it was there was no doubt in my mind that I would recover and uh, yeah, i did I, I walked out in six weeks
0: excuse me six weeks
2: I, yeah six weeks I, I, I walk with a cane i'm i'm a little
0: i'm That's a little okay. goofy
2: physically but That's not. Okay. But not really, uh, not, nothing that slowed me down too much. I even learned how to play drums.
0: I was, that was my next question.
2: Yeah, it took a few years. But I don't play exactly the way I did. But, you know, drummers tend to show off a little bit like everybody else and overplay. I remember the first time after three years, I sat in with uh, Teresa James and the Rhythm Tramps and, Terry, uh, Teresa's husband, the bass player in that band, uh, said, come on, why don't you sit in? And I said, okay. And I had played with Terry for years prior.
3: Okay.
2: It was the first time I sat in. And I I, I played pretty good. It wasn't really terrible. Uh, One song they helped me get from behind the drum set, Terry put his arm around me and said, man, you should have broke your neck a long time (laughs) ago. Oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> so, you know, he's being funny. He says, I'm, not being, I'm serious. You sound great. You know, made me feel good. Amazing. Sick.
0: You know. I still can't get over And ever since weeks. then, the
2: dr- yeah. people have flocked to the Rhythmic Arts Project. That's uh, the, incredible. The, the musicians and friends have supported me for it's almost 26 years now.
0: 26 years. Oh. Mm. Well, I looked up the website for TRAP. Oh, and, great. And great. Uh, it's so... It's nice, huh? It's beyond nice, Eddie. It's, it's so meaningful for for not only the recipients, but as I was telling, telling Andrea, the, the parents, the, the caregivers, you know, and it's a, oh, a yeah. wonderful initiative. Mm-hmm. Rhythmic Arts Project TRAP, if people are just mm-hmm. tuning in. It's a charity founded by uh, musician Eddie Tuduri. So, Let's talk about the screening of your episode, "Rubbing Shoulders with Angels." This
2: is I'm, incredible. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I can hardly believe that there's a. When Andrea told me about the red carpet in the theater, I said, "Well, who,
3: For who? who's going to be on the red
2: <laughs> carpet?" You know. She said, "You are."
3: oh
2: yeah. I said, "Why would anybody come to see me?" You know, uh, she's she's an, an incredible human being. She's Talk sure. about fantastic humans! She's yeah. about as fantastic as anyone I've ever met, and all the people she ra- surrounds herself with are her on the same level. Uh, the uh, you know obviously done a lot of TV and stuff over the years. Mm-hmm. She has a very professional crew. Everybody up and uh, exciting and engaged and really expert so her series is uh, wonderful have you seen any of it that she
0: i have i was checking yeah. it out over the weekend
2: really well done i haven't seen she hasn't shown me my episode did you see any of it no,
0: i no, i saw some of the, uh, mm. the trailers and i looked oh, at yeah. a bunch of links um mm. but i want to mention one more time because we mentioned in the first half fantastic humans premiere the proceeds are benefiting T.R.A.P., and it's happening mm-hmm. Saturday, August 26th at 5.30 p.m. at the Harmony Gold Theater, 7655 West Sunset Boulevard, L.A. And uh, what else? Oh, there's a website, fantastichumanshollywood.eventbrite.com. And you'll be there. Cool. I'm sure a whole bunch of other people will be, be there. And, you know, props. We're going to have edit. a few
2: students playing, oh, which great. will be great. Yeah, Dion and Karen, and I think my friend Ben, so there's two kids. They're not kids anymore, they're grown-ups, but uh, two folks with uh, Down syndrome and one young man with autism who has become a trap facilitator. He's working in the schools. Uh, Ben Talmadge's name is, he's been working in the schools teaching other people with developmental disabilities. The trap program. So I'm very proud of him.
0: I didn't mention the website. It's traplearning.org. dot org. Right. Mm-hmm. You, did you start this right after your accident?
2: Yeah, it was really born the, the moment my neck snapped. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like to mm-hmm. me. It's a, it, it's I don't take credit for it. It's I don't know where it came from. I wrote the book.
3: Um,
2: I. I I've just been very lucky in my life. I you know, I thank God for my broken neck because I've been led to some really wonderful places all over the world. <clears throat> I've met people I would have never met prior and learned and uh, just I, it's just been a wonderful life since I broke my neck.
0: Well, it sounds like it gave you so much more meaning and purpose.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It really did. I'm uh, I'm grateful.
0: There's some grateful great...
2: Grateful and, and busy.
0: And you're busy. <laughs> mm. There are some... Oh, I see there is a um, video clip. It's a segment from Rubbing Shoulders with Angels about you oh. on traplearning.org. And um, there's also links uh, for parents and teachers and administrators... And the whole trap learning curriculum. Were you part of developing the curriculum? Is it?
2: Yeah, it's my... I developed it myself.
0: The entire thing, wow.
2: Well, you know, I hung around with a lot of really... Uh, I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I always try to surround myself with people that are smarter than me or musicians that were much better than I. And uh, in this uh, situation... I surrounded myself with some very smart therapists right in the beginning, with uh, Seiko Nimi and Susie Getty and Vicki Clark, people that had been in the field of developmental disabilities for many years okay so just by absorbing their energy and working with them, what we did was really integrated drums into existing modalities, and the 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 method is Visual, mm-hmm. you see it in a chart like quarter notes We learn what a quarter note is And then I make small pages and charts You see it Don't look at the drum as the drum But the, the tactile component of the learning curve So you hit the drum
3: Okay.
2: It's a drum so you hear it And then you add it, you add speech So if you're hitting, if I ask you to count to four Some people don't
3: uh,
2: grab conventional Scholastics If they have Various disabilities When I uh, Mention a drum Everybody Everybody lights up So they get You know I'll draw the, the Quarter notes Four quarter notes And give them A djembe And then I'll tell them Play Play what you see And I have, li- I have Them labeled One, two, three And four. One, two, three, four. Visual, tactile Auditory Combined with speech Okay and there's a hundred pages of uh, curriculum,
0: it's beautiful. How do yeah, how do schools hear about this? How do they get this curriculum into their programming?
2: Well, social media and uh, word of mouth. Okay. And uh, you know, I, I, I it's a there's only me here. I have a board, a wonderful board of directors, and lots of uh, volunteers when we do benefits and various uh, uh, events, but it's really been word of mouth, and, uh, you know, I got involved with the ARC early on, and there's hundreds of ARCs all over the country,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and then one thing leads to another, and another, and it's a wonderful program, anybody who's seen it wants to be part of it, so...
0: Eddie, are you, uh, do you ever showcase this at NAMI? At NAM? Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, NAM, not
2: NAMI. Yeah, the, yeah, everyone knows about the program at NAM. I'm with the Pearl Drum Company.
0: Oh, that's great. They're
2: my partners in this. They manufacture all the drums and <clears throat> percussion instruments. They help me with advertising. In fact, I'm going there next month. We're doing a documentary about Trap
0: that's and
2: the Curl. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners?
2: Well, I I did mention uh, that I have a a new book out. Uh, It's called Fatback, Life in the Pocket, and it's available at Hudson Music, which is uh, a publisher in New York City. Wonderful publisher, publishes all the drummers' uh, manuscripts and biographies and such. Um, you know, but we're not here to talk about that exactly. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to reading the uh, better humans.
0: You are. You must have looked me up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you told me about it. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds wonderful.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I I believe yeah. this is also why I was so aligned when I heard about you and what Andrea is doing because sounds like it. We yeah. need we need more we need better humans in the world right now. Yeah. Well, when didn't we? That's, this is true. Uh, But you know, what I mentioned earlier is because of COVID, we already had pre-existing issues with mental health. We were in a mental health crisis Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. refer to right now at this moment as a mental health pandemic Mm -hmm. because there's so much that's going on. And so I love what, what you're both doing and, um, I put all the information on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, and I'd love to stay in touch, have you back on. This is great.
2: That would be great, yeah. Shall I call this same number?
0: Yeah, well, we'll we'll uh, connect offline and figure out oh, you sure. know, another date. Of okay. course. And uh, I would of love course. that. That would be fantastic.
1: Well, right. be- well, congratulations
0: really on all you're doing. I, I still can't get over you said six weeks later you were walking.
2: I just yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I yeah, I get I get goosebumps when I talk about it myself. I knew it would happen. I just didn't know how quickly. And I also thought I would come back completely. I, I mean, my my prognosis is uh, uh, diagnosis rather is is which means weakness in all four limbs. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in a chair okay. or on a ventilator. So, I, you know, I walk with a cane. I'm a little goofy, like I said, but hasn't slowed me down.
0: Well, that's fantastic. You're definitely an inspiration, Eddie. Thank you. And thank yeah, you for I... playing the drums a drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has well. been great. And uh, anything else you'd like to leave the listeners with?
2: You know, I I think if I had any words of wisdom, it would be lead a life of service. Mm-hmm. Simply lead a life of service. If we're out helping others doing whatever it is they need, whatever that need be that, that, that you're attracted to, get involved. Be part of that. Get out of yourself. It's worth wonders for me my whole life, just trying to be of service to others
0: sure it so, sounds like you became a completely different person with different priorities after the accident
2: quite a lot yeah. You know, you know, i'll send you my book you can see what <laughs> what i what i used to be like that would you know, be great what happened so.
0: that would be great yeah let's talk offline yeah. that would be wonderful all right great all right thank you so much eddie Thank you. Thank you, Janine. Thanks a
2: lot. You were really wonderful to
0: speak with. Oh, thank you. All right. Take care. Congratulations. That was Eddie Taduri talking about the Rhythmics Art Project. And all the information about the upcoming event can be found on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. That's a wrap for me. I'm Janine, the host of Get the Funk Out. I'll be back next Monday. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. Have a great Monday, everyone.